Hello, I'm Becky Hadid, host of The Storied Recipe. As my weekly guests share their stories through the vessel of cherished food memories, we all become better cooks, more grateful for the gift of food, and we honor those that have loved us through their cooking. So welcome to the second and hopefully last for a very long time solo episode of the Storied Recipe podcast. It took me a while to figure out how I wanted to present this episode, how I wanted to distill down everything I've felt, learned, researched, been given to me in emails, and that I've concluded since the hack. I knew that my primary goal was to give you as much value as I possibly could from my loss. And as I'll discuss in this episode, I do believe that the hack was a net gain for me. And I would love for you to realize all of the same gains without being hacked. That would be the best outcome. I also knew there was too much to include in one episode. And I knew that many of the things that I want to share are very personal, both in the sense that they are require vulnerability and transparency to share, but also personal in the sense that everything I've learned won't apply in the same way to everyone listening today, because there's always thousands, maybe even millions of factors and micro factors feeding into our situations at any given time. So I didn't want to come on here and give you a one size fits all solution to the problems that the hack had presented for me. And finally, I knew that for you to realize some of the gains that I've realized from this hack, I knew that you'd have to kind of simply just sit with some questions that I had to sit with um, for a few days or weeks or months. So here's what I decided. I decided to do today in this episode what I do in all of my podcast episodes, which is to tell a story. This is not the story of how my Facebook and Instagram Accounts were hacked and rendered irrecoverable, at least for a very long time. That story is contained in an earlier episode that I released in July titled The ISIS Flag Hack. This is the story of how I came to peace with the fact that I was hacked, how I drew my conclusions, and what those conclusions are. The four things I lost, the eight things I gained. I think this will be enough value for a lot of people. People may relate or learn or draw their own conclusions from the things I say. If you want to think about these things a little bit more deeply and get some more specifics about how they might apply to something that you're struggling with right now, Along with this episode, I'm offering two resources. The first resource is simply a checklist. It's a four-page, 14-step plan to defend your accounts and your business from a hack. If I had followed all of the things in this checklist, there is a good chance that I would not have been hacked. And P.S., yes, I did have two-factor authentication on. That's not all there is to protect yourself. If I had still been hacked, I think I could have rebuilt more quickly if I had followed this checklist before this hack, if this checklist had been available to me. The second resource that I'm offering is actually a guided journal. I've put together 18 writing prompts to help you put out a plan and boundaries or to give yourself permissions <laughs> that will make Instagram hopefully an effective and joyful place for you. I've titled it 
to find your own Instagram algorithm because that's what I believe each of us should do. We should dictate how Instagram serves us and our business and the other people in our lives, whether on or off Instagram. We should dictate that rather than being at the mercy of Instagram. So as I go through the story, which I'm about to start in a second here, I might briefly allude to either of these resources. If you believe they'd help you, you can feel free to find them on my website, thestoriedrecipe.com, under products. In the meantime, I'm really excited and a little bit nervous to share this story today, and I do hope and believe and pray that it can help you realize some of the positive outcomes that I've experienced from this hack. As always, I welcome and encourage feedback at Becky at thestoriedrecipe.com. I'd love to hear from you. I'd like to slow down a little bit and be personal and be vulnerable and just tell you a little bit about the about the series and stages of emotions that I personally went through. Um, well, have gone through up until this point, right? We're only two months away. And I think I need to start in June, a month before the hack. Um, at that point, I realized that my life was going to look a lot different for the next 15 months than I had imagined it would look. All of my kids went to school in September of 2019. You know how this happened. March 2020, all four came home. My the time that I could contribute to this newest venture was dramatically altered, and I thought that that was fine. It was a crisis time. In June, I realized that this was not a crisis. This was real life, that I had at least 15 more months that all four of my kids were going to be home probably all day, every day. And I also realized that for a variety of reasons, it was very clearly the best choice for me to homeschool my youngest two kids next year. That's this year. <laughs> so in June, I went through a massive period of questioning, praying, discussions with my family about if I should even pursue this venture or not. And without going into a lot of detail on that, I felt like I came up with some peace and some practical ways to move ahead. Yes, this was the thing for me to do. So it was interesting that that experience primed me in a lot of ways for this hack that happened in mid-July. That was kind of blessing number one, that I had already done so much soul searching that I didn't have to go quite back to the very beginning and say, is this something I'm still meant to do? That helped me get over some of the humps that I'm going to describe in a little bit. That helped me get over them more quickly. Secondly, candidly, the same time the hack happened, a lot happened in my personal life as well, which was, I suppose, a blessing in terms of the hack because I was actually immediately able to compartmentalize the hack and understand that in the scheme of things, it was actually minor. And so once things in my personal life calmed back down a little bit, and frankly, a lot of prayers were answered very quickly, and it didn't turn into the tragedy that I feared. I was able to come back to Instagram just with the perspective that the biggest and most critical things in my life were in place and in order, and I was so grateful 
for those things that we often take for granted, that the hack seemed like a smaller thing uh, in those in those first couple weeks. So I came back to Instagram with optimism and perspective. And also with focus, you know, when this happened, I only had one chance to come back online and to maximize that. And that was a good thing also, because whenever you're focused on creating a plan, you don't really have as much space to deal with the emotions. So I decided to set my expectations low and set my gratitude high for that day that I came back onto Instagram. And indeed, the community around me did not disappoint. Over 150 people, when all was said and done, I think it was almost 200 people supported me in the way that I asked. And that was that they shared my graphic about being hacked and coming back fresh. They shared it on Instagram stories. They shared it with positive and personal words that touched me deeply to my core. Just as a quick aside here, one thing I do talk about in the 14-step plan to defending your business from a hack is just ways you can be prepared to reach out to a community um, if you are immediately removed from the Facebook and Instagram platform. So I came back with gratitude. And again, a third blessing here, you kind of see how this whole process was showered with blessings. And I want to give thanks for that. I want to acknowledge that. Because immediately, I was able to see that while I had lost numbers, and the numbers weren't coming back in the way that maybe I hoped, um, the the community around me was so supportive, generous, and kind. They were true friends. Now, I don't want to be overly Pollyanna about this because there were times during those first two days that I was tempted to be discouraged or to maybe feel like, you know, you have wild dreams for the numbers, right? And to feel like maybe things weren't reaching my wildest dreams. But every time during those first two days that I felt like getting a little down, something happened. I think it was God giving me the encouragement to get back on track at looking at the people who were around me rather than focusing on the numbers. And just to give a shout out to my friend Cosette, I was having kind of a down couple of minutes and I checked on Instagram and I saw that Cosette had not only shared on her Instagram stories, but she had actually taken up space on her feed to do this. And so again, I wanna thank her, Cosette's Kitchen. This is when I really started to question the premise, the words that we were all using. I lost everything. Becky lost everything. What does that mean, I lost everything? If I have a community like that around me, how can I say I lost everything? And that made me really dig down deep into this question. What do these followers mean? What do these numbers on Instagram mean really for my ambitions, hopes, dreams, and goals? Do these numbers mean anything to me or am I giving them more power than they deserve? And as soon as I decided to ask that question, what did I lose? I decided to ask the flip question, is there anything I can gain here if I just look at it with the right mindset? I passed through this stage of feeling encouraged and optimistic and this gratitude and as is 
common to human nature. I passed through that stage and began the gratitude started to feel like a lot of effort and the positivity started to wear a little thin. And there was a week that a couple of really tough things happened. One tough thing that happened was that there was some sort of miscommunication between my son and I, my son had been helping me put out some of my behind the scenes videos. And I realized that those videos had all been deleted. And I couldn't just put them back up on my new account. That was a pretty major low. P.S. This is definitely a way you can learn from my mistake because that did not need to happen. And another major low that happened that week was that I had unexpectedly received an email from Facebook that gave me the strong impression that my account was about to be reinstated. It was actually the same email that other people I know whose accounts have been reinstated receive. But when I followed the steps, I it was a false hope. Um, again, if you want to know about the particular hack that victimized me, you can hear all about that in a previous episode called the ISIS flag hack. So where I hadn't been hopeful to get my account back and I had been at total peace with that, <laughs> having that possibility put in front of me and then snatched away in the course of a couple of hours really brought me to an ultimate low for this entire process. That day I realized, yeah, this was a loss. It is a loss to lose 8,500 followers and was actually okay for me to slow down and just feel that loss, where maybe knowing there was purpose in this had helped carry me through the first couple weeks of the hack and would indeed continue to help me in the future that I needed to take some time to slow down and just feel the sting. Again, there are a lot of things that I learned from this. I'm gonna name eight of them, but it would be great if I could have learned these without being hacked. It was painful. Okay, so now is probably a good time to talk about the things that I actually did lose when my accounts were hacked and I had to start fresh. Okay, so first of all, I lost 8,500 followers. I, I got about 1,700 of those back almost immediately. When that number went away, I did lose the ability to grow and to rebuild as quickly. It turns out that this social proof principle, in my experience, is very real. I find that discouraging from, I think, a human perspective that we are so quick to focus on these numbers and the social proof rather than just the work that we see with our own eyes. In my old account, as soon as I got to the number 5,000, it kind of felt like magic. I don't know if that's other people's experience, but I had to do very little work to gain probably about 100 followers a week. I was kind of tracking and that's what I was doing. Since I've started this new account, simply because of the fact that my podcast has grown, I have had exposure opportunities that I didn't have with my old account. So bigger accounts regramming, bigger accounts giving me a shout out on their podcast, um, things like that. And yet from those exposure opportunities, I have grown far less than I was growing from the smaller exposure opportunities that I had in my old Instagram account. And this is just because I don't have the social proof of the numbers right there at the top of my profile. It's a phenomenon that's been recorded and it's a phenomenon that seemed to come true in my life. 
And right here, I think there's a good lesson for us, not in terms of how to grow our own accounts, but just in terms of how to be a good community member on Instagram, how to be a good friend, is to just go to an account and as much as possible, ignore that follower number, look at the work, look at the captions, and just follow if it interests us, if it inspires us, if it excites us, and don't if it doesn't. Let's maybe ourselves try to hold back from the game a little bit. At least that's what I'm trying to do. You could take it or leave it. I'm not telling you how to use Instagram. Now, realistically, and just to take, I guess, blame where blame is due, I lost the ability to grow quickly, not only because of the social proof aspect, but also because I simply lost the will the will and the time to do the things that I was doing the first time around. I would seek out hashtags and like and comment on a lot of posts underneath those hashtags. Um, I'm kind of still in a phase where I've just lost the will to do that. It tends to bring me stress <laughs> instead of any sort of joy or excitement. And a big part of it is I just don't have the time to do that anymore. One, because I do have a true community around me that it's important that I invest in, and that investment takes a lot of time. And also because when I first started this account, I actually didn't even know I was doing the podcast. We're just short of the first anniversary of the podcast. So at that time, I just wasn't producing as much work. And now I'm producing weekly podcast episodes. I'm producing galleries of, you know, 70 to 100 images that go with those podcast episodes. I'm producing resources, most of them free. I'm building a newsletter, trying to offer value to those readers, producing behind the scenes videos. I'm doing all of these things that I wasn't doing when I first started the account. So part of the reason I'm not growing as quickly is the social proof aspect. And the other part is that I simply don't have the will or time to quickly get myself to the number where I have enough social proof to grow more quickly. I'm at peace with that, but I think it's something that's important to acknowledge. The second loss, just if I'm being, again, as authentic and transparent and vulnerable as possible, yeah, it was a blow to my ego. It just, it just was. You know, there were people that I had grown up with, so to speak, on Instagram. And right as I got hacked, they were kind of propelling into their 9,000s and hitting that 10K that we kind of had all been gunning for. Again, why? That's the question we need to answer. But it's something we had been gunning for. And as happy as I am for them, there's a little bit of that that hurt as I camp out down there in my 2000s. I'm not saying that this is the most admirable part of my nature, um, but I do want to be as realistic with you all as possible. So I'm saying it. A third loss and the most surprising one to me is really, um, I don't know how to express it exactly, but I'm going to call it a community scrapbook. By a community scrapbook, I mean I lost the collection of images and captions and related comments that I had posted and shared. Likewise, I lost the, all the collections that I had built up of other people's images and a lot of the things that they meant to me for inspiration, for guest possibilities, things like that. And I was really surprised 
by how much this one hurt. One of the good things I realized quickly after the hack was that I still owned all my content. All I had lost was an ability to share that content. That was an encouraging thought to me. It's one I held on to. But what shocked me is that as I went through to reshare these images, I felt so much nostalgia and sadness and loss over the conversations that we had had around these images. Um, I would post an image and remember specific things that I learned or personal stories that people shared, sometimes dozens, maybe even a hundred people on an image, what they had shared. And that was just so sad for me. It really was. The fourth thing I lost was actually also probably one of the biggest things I gained. What I lost is momentum. I vividly remember the minute I realized I had been hacked. And if you hear it in my voice, it was an emotional moment. I was in my garage. I was just having so many different interactions with the community all at the same time. I was getting ready to shoot for a podcast episode. My son was in there with me, helping me shoot a behind-the-scenes video. I was responding to direct messages about the previous one. I was responding to comments about a post I had posted earlier. It was just this vibrant, exciting time. You could feel the growth and the momentum. People joining me in this vision I have for the podcast and the related images and just sharing these stories. And I paused to take picture with my son, went to post it. And my account was shut down. And despite all of the wonderful things that have happened over the last two months, and the fact that my podcast downloads have doubled, when it just comes to the pure emotions of excitement and feeling like I was there, nothing matches what I had in that moment. And I know that's just how I remember it. I know that that's not even reality. But the truth is, the momentum died in that moment. And feelings of momentum are a powerful thing. They're an important thing. Uh, and I lost those. Okay, this is kind of the big transition. This is the flipping point, the pivotal moment where I'm turning from the things that I lost to the things that I gain, because they're actually very, very closely related. Because what I gained from losing momentum is that I questioned everything. And by questioning everything, I walked away with a crystal clear view of what my work is and the best way to share that work, which was going to require, is requiring, has required some changes in my approach to Instagram and to other platforms. Okay, so let's talk about some of those days of really low momentum. Um, they were actually after I came back after the hack, like discussed earlier, the days that I found out that I had lost some actual content and days that I, <laughs> the day that I had that false hope given to me and then taken back away again. So that was when the momentum probably reached its lowest. And I walked into my husband's office with tears in my eyes and I just said, I don't know. I might just be done. Maybe I should just be done. I think he just gave me a hug. I gave him a hug and I walked out and I just said another prayer. I, you know, I just said I, I thought this was clear in June when I kind of did all that soul searching. But, you know, maybe maybe I should just be done. 
it would be easier. It would be a lot easier to just be done. It did. It felt like I had slid all the way back down a mountain and a landslide, and I was just staring, looking up to the top of the mountain. And in that next day, I just heard once again from people. They reached out to me unexpectedly. They listened while I took a chance and shared a lot more openly than I intended to. And their words, unbeknownst to them, were an answer to my prayer. It was clear that this work wasn't just meaningful to me, it was meaningful to others, and that there were people I am meant to connect with through this work. So I just recalled everything that I had talked and prayed through with my husband and my family and a trusted friend of mine in June, and I realized, you know what? Nothing has changed. I've been hacked. Maybe the road is longer. Maybe it's for fewer people. But really, nothing has changed fundamentally since I made that decision in June. It doesn't matter if it's for a lot of people or a few people. There's purpose and there's meaning in it. So I just <laughs> I decided to start climbing that mountain again. And that is kind of when the momentum slowly, slowly, slowly started to pick back up. Okay, so let's go. Here's the good news, the things that I gained. Um, I named four things that I lost, and I'm happy to report that I have eight things to discuss that I gained. And the way that I see this hack now, you know, my favorite analogies are gardening analogies, is as a really hard pruning. When you prune a plant back, listen, it looks a little sad for a little while. You maybe even question if you go too far. But the next season, you look back and it filled out beautifully in all the right places. There's more blooms than there ever were before. And I firmly, firmly believe that this hack was a hard pruning for myself, my ambitions, and my goals. I don't wish it for you, but I do hope that these eight things that I've learned can encourage you and help you without you having to go through a hack. To me, that would be the best possible outcome. It would give me a lot of joy. Here we go. Number one, I checked back in. I redefined what my work is. I redefined and recommitted to my goals and to focusing on the work first. The work mainly right now being the podcast, but some other things as well. And I now feel fearless and ambitious in pursuing those. It's funny, I have less time now than I had before, because as I mentioned, my kids are home this year because of COVID. I'm homeschooling two of them. And yet when I sit down every day and come up with my to-do list, I feel very focused, feels attainable. And that is because my goals and my priorities are absolutely crystal clear in my mind. A second thing I gained, the hack taught me that Instagram had more impact on my feelings than I thought it did. It was a gift to be objective about this because as soon as I knew about it, the more I could extract myself from those feelings. Now, I want to hasten to say, I actually think I had this fairly well under control before the hack, but I found out there was room for growth. On a day that the podcast hit an all-time record for downloads, I had an image perform 
poorly, I was kind of losing the bloom of the new followers coming over and my reach was starting to drop. And my gut feeling was one of sadness and discouragement. And I realized immediately by journaling, I wouldn't have realized this if I wasn't journaling, that that response made absolutely no sense. That emotional response was not rooted in putting the work first and prioritizing the work. The work was succeeding. I realized that my feelings were disproportionately affected by Instagram and the feedback of the numbers, not even the comments. I can get 50 or 100 positive comments, but if the numbers weren't there, it would hurt my feelings. I realized I had to get this under check. And you know what? It was actually as simple as, did you know your eyes can very easily skip by that little number when you scroll through and you look at other people's posts? It's actually pretty easy to train your eyes to do this. And for me, journaling just helped me do that. Realizing how much I was attaching my feelings to those numbers helped me learn to detach them. It's as simple as that. Thirdly, and I know it's a little ironic to bring up this gain so quickly after diminishing the importance of numbers, uh, the hack actually improved my reach. And I think it's important to say this because it goes to show that more followers does not mean a better connection with your audience. I also bring this up just to illustrate a fact that we all know right? Which is that we're not the customers on Instagram. We are the product. Instagram's like the house in Vegas. It doesn't lose. It always wins. And it's not interested in us growing organically. That's just a fact. And guess what? They don't owe us that because we use Instagram for free and it's helped a lot of us do a lot of things. So we can't get angry at them, but it does go to show that rather than focusing on, quote, beating the algorithm, which, no, <laughs> they're smarter than us, uh, what we should be doing, again, is defining our algorithm. What's our approach to Instagram? How does it fit best into our goals and our ambitions? How does it further our work rather than being our work? Okay, sermon over. Now back to this point about my reach improving. I get a much higher level of interaction on my posts percentage wise, and I get more views and interactions in my stories in actual numbers not even percentage-wise, now than I did on my old account. So with a quarter of as many followers, I'm actually getting more views and more interactions and stories and a far higher percentage of interactions on my posts that I did before. So again, a pruning. It took away some of the dead weight. Fourthly, the hack gave me clarity and conviction on the positive role of Instagram for my goals and ambitions. Instagram is not the place for everyone. It is not the best place to grow every business or every venture or every ambition. And if based on dozens of factors, it's not the place for you, I'd love to help you kind of release yourself from Instagram using my guided journal. But for me, it was confirmed that Instagram is still doing wonderful things for me. I have found the vast majority of my guests for this podcast on Instagram. I have an amazing community around me. It taught me to treasure that. It's important to know what role any platform plays in your 
plan because that's what tells you what boundaries and permissions you should give yourself and your time when you interact on that platform. So it was helpful for me to just check in and kind of recalibrate that for myself. Fifth, and with this one, we are officially moving into more gains than losses. So that's exciting. The hack made me realize how much I was waiting on Instagram to give me permission to reach out for certain opportunities or to certain people. I was waiting on a number. And I'm actually ashamed to say that out loud, but it's the truth. I had set up that number 10K in my mind like it was the beginning of my ambitions. And there was nothing like having the possibility of a near attainment of that 10K to have that possibility taken away from me to make me realize it was a completely arbitrary goal. All it really gives me is a swipe up feature. Guess what? Spotify gives me a play on Spotify. If I want people to sign up for my newsletter, I can tell them to DM me their email address. That's just as easy for them as it is to swipe up. Listen, am I going to enjoy that swipe up feature when I get it? I sure am. But this hack, and particularly the many, many, many messages and words that I got from other people. Are you getting the idea that it's people that matters more than numbers, by the way? It was those things that galvanized me to stop trusting in any number and to trust myself and the work. And sure enough, since the hack, I've gotten the biggest yeses since I've started this. And you know why I got them? Because I stopped waiting to ask. Sixth, I learned and this won't come as a surprise to any of you who know me and my work on Instagram, that I highly, highly value visuals, and that it's time for me to pursue a dream I've had from the very, very beginning of picking up a camera, which is to start a print shop, or restart because I started one before and it was a failure. (laughs) I'm doing it differently this time. As I reassessed everything, I realized that I could put out more episodes a week and grow the podcast more quickly if I stopped taking photos and stopped sharing those on Instagram and in my blog. Um, But when I considered doing that, I just felt really sad. I feel like the images that I produce in conjunction with these podcast episodes are very close to me. They come from in my heart and there's something that I want to continue and to create and share. And so I am starting a print shop to share those with you as well. I'll be giving you more information on that. I wanna forge ahead now though with the seventh thing that I gained in this hack and I'm getting more and more excited as we go along and I get to share these with you. The seventh thing I realized is that I was getting lazy. I was using Instagram as my one and only content stream my one and only way to bring new listeners into the podcast, and my one and only way to build a community. And that was not only lazy, it was also short-sighted. And so I very quickly opened up more content streams. I've started a YouTube channel, and I'm making much better use of my email list, both bringing people onto it and also interacting and giving benefits, hopefully, that's my goal to the people on my email list. Because of these changes, and also just because of blessing, which I'm receiving with open and thankful hands, my email list has grown by 50% in the last two months. 
and my podcast downloads per month have grown almost 100%. They have almost doubled since the hack. And finally, the eighth and final thing that I have gained from this hack, at least that I can see, we don't always have eyes to see the gains, right? And I maybe could report back in a year or five years and see even more ways that this hack has been a good thing, a hard pruning, but a good thing for me. And again, hopefully something that you can benefit from without the four losses that I experienced. The eighth thing that I have benefited is learning to work. In the words of my friend Diana, the account mole underscore mama, I have learned to work and to pursue this work with ease because I am in it for the long haul. Again, being close to that 10K, 8,500 is 1,500 away, but with the rate at which I was gaining, there's every reason to expect I would have hit that magic and yet very arbitrary 10K number by now. When I lost that and I refocused, I realized that I really love what I am doing. I do believe there's value in what I'm doing. I believe that I am called to what I'm doing right now. And there are people that I'm meant to connect with through this. I can't do this for the long haul if I burn myself out this year, if I go chasing a number whether it's a podcast download number or an Instagram follower number. So I've learned to work with a little bit more ease, with a little bit more patience, understanding that I have other massive priorities in my life right now. And by the way, if you want some more reflections on this idea, finding ease and difficulty, I have a free resource on my website, thestoriedrecipe.com, that you can download about that. It's a 11-step checklist to finding ease and difficulty. So now that you have heard my four losses and my eight gains, I think that you will agree with me that this hack was a difficult but positive thing. And hopefully you will also agree that there are ways that you can benefit, that you can gain, that you can learn from both my foolishness <laughs> and from my experiences. I hope that this episode has been an encouragement to you. I hope it's made you think. I hope that you choose to interact with it in any number of ways. For one, you are always more than welcome to email me at Becky at the storied recipe.com. I'd love to hear from you. I would be so grateful if you would share this episode with others. And if you'd like a little bit more information on how to defend your business from this hack, I have a downloadable resource. It's called 14 Steps to Defend Your Business from a Hack. It contains a lot of practical, technical information, things that I wish I had known. The other downloadable resource that I'm offering you is actually a guided journal. It's called How to Define Your Own Instagram Algorithm. And it's helping you go through some of the steps that I was forced to go through because of the hack. I'm giving you 18 prompts to help you consider your goals in your work, how well Instagram fits those goals, and how you want to move ahead. Again, there's 18 prompts. You can do it in 18 days or 18 months or one day. But hopefully the goal is for you to achieve an effective and joyful relationship with Instagram that fits into your goals and your boundaries 
and your life and your community. Thank you all for listening. I will be back next week and for many weeks to come with wonderful guests. I won't be talking about the hack and you get to listen to another person's voice. I hope you have a great week, my friends.